Hey mama, this is Motherhood Grace, a podcast dedicated to taking care of modern homemakers. I'm your host, Kate Markovitz, a mom ready to rewrite the motherhood narrative with you. I'm fed up with conventional mom culture. You know, the one where mom is the exhausted martyr of the family and only values her worth by her busyness or how much she sacrifices in the name of motherhood. It's time to reclaim our motherhood and our lives. We are women worthy of feeling and being confident, energetic, and joyful. I'm here to provide tools, resources, and the community you need to thrive in your motherhood. You've totally got this. Hi, Mama. Welcome to episode 27 of the Motherhood Grace podcast. I am your host, Kate Markovitz, and today we are introducing a new set of podcast episodes I'm going to be infusing throughout the podcast. So this is not a series where there will be in a row, but this is a start of podcast episodes that I hope will just be really, really helpful to you as you are on your parenting journey. So I'm going to be calling them parenting suggestions because I definitely am not an expert. I don't believe I have all the answers. I don't believe every family should be doing, quote unquote, should be doing the same thing. So this is just a concept or these will be topics that we can discuss, talk about. You can certainly reach out to me. We can have conversations, community conversations about it. I think these are just some topics that I think would be really helpful within our society and with our homes to think about and to talk about. And so the first one that we are going to discuss is dignity. And I didn't even realize what I was going to be cracking open when I decided to talk about this topic, but I know it sounds very school-like. Like you might be sitting here thinking, I don't really want to talk about dignity right now, but I think you're going to find that there is actually a lot to gain from this conversation that will improve your life and improve your family and your kids' life. So it's a, it's a really great topic. Before we get into that, I just wanted to give a quick little update. I am recording this. We're going to be going to our national park trip soon, so I am super excited about that. It is funny because every day Charlotte has different emotions about going, She was really upset when my husband and I went on our anniversary trip this summer and uh, I don't want to say left her behind, but we had her stay with our family. Obviously, we were celebrating our anniversary and wanted it to be some quality time for just the two of us. And um, she was really upset about that. So we said, okay, next time we go to a park and hiking, you're coming with us. And so we're taking her this time and now she is backtracking saying, wait a minute, last time you went... I got to stay home with Grammy and Nana and all these fun things. And um, But she was coming around to it this morning and she was getting excited, wanting to go pack. So hopefully this is going to be a good trip. We ended up getting a carrying backpack for toddlers off of Facebook Marketplace this week because I just started to panic. Like, what if we're two miles into a hike and she suddenly just doesn't want to finish? Um, so we have that just as backup and I feel a little bit better about it in general, but I think it's going to be a great time. We're meeting some of my family and hopefully I can bring home some suggestions for the Shenandoah Park in Virginia. 
We're also taking the dog. That's gonna that's gonna be interesting. Um, additionally, or I guess by the time this goes live, we're gonna be home, so that'll be fun. Additionally, this past week, Beauty Counter launched their limited edition sets for 2022. So I love this launch because it is 15 sets that are just all dropped on the same day. Tons of new. So there are actually five brand new products um, in skincare and body care, and then also a brand new um eyeshadow palette which i am just really loving there's um the body products is actually a body peel and it doesn't actually peel your skin it just is supposed to be quite quote unquote peeling to reveal more radiant skin as well as a tightening serum for the body We've got exfoliating crystals, tons of new lip colors and cheek products. There's there's a lot of great stuff. And what is really cool about these sets is not only are they super giftable or being able, you could get them to break them apart and gift them, but they're just like smaller sizes. And I was talking to my girlfriend who went to her brother's wedding in Arizona recently and messaged me and said, I can't believe how much of my makeup and my skincare I took because they were all smaller sizes. So they were super easy to take with me. Usually I just grab a couple things, but I was able to take almost everything that I wanted because they were all packable sizes. And I have to agree, I do not like to feel deprived. <laughs> I've learned. So I like to have several different lip options, several different blushes. And um, I like having my full range of skincare when I travel. And now that these are like mini sizes, and especially there are even smaller sizes of some of the newer products that we've launched recently within this, uh, within these limited edition sets, it's just really fun. So if you want to check those out, you can go to Kate's, K-A-T-E-S, Beauty Counter, B-E-A-U-T-Y-C-O-U-N-T-E-R. So just how it sounds, katesbeautycounter.com and check them out. All right, so let's just talk about how I came up with this idea of the parenting tips and tricks. So when I started my journey with Motherhood Grace, I was super passionate. Really, my number one goal was just to support mothers. And that's that's really where I still am. But as my own child has been an infant and then turned into a baby and then turned into a toddler and is now more of an elementary, oh my gosh, this is so sad to say, but more of an elementary school age, I can realize how lonely it is in the parenting world and that it's really nice to just have honest discussions with people who have like-minded values, who are trying to raise children the same way you are, have the same type of mindset that you do. And it can it, it can be hard to find really in the quote unquote real world, right? Um, there's all these jokes, of course, that there are no parenting manuals and to go with your gut. And I probably believed that for a lot of it. I mean, I'm always a person that just loves to learn. I, I think I've talked about that on the podcast before. But I've recently started thinking about how these, this advice to go with your gut or to really listen to your intuition, it's what keeps generational wounds intact because often the voice that is in our head or often what our gut is telling us is a direct result of what our upbringing was. 
And that's not to say that any of our parents were bad parents, because I truly believe that every person and every parent is doing the best they can given what they had. And sometimes that can look kind of crappy or can instill some not so great like voices in our head, but it's just what they had to do to get through at that time. And through really throughout history, even in recent decades, let's say, a lot of the parenting experts were based more on just behavioral outcomes, meaning that they suggested methods that purely focused on the question, like, did the behavior go away? Okay, great. That means that this is the end all be all. Even think about, like, let's go through a couple examples. Um, like, if we think about yelling or punishing our child for crying or for having big emotions. Maybe you say, go to your room, go for a timeout, can't listen to this, right? Your child is quickly going to learn that their parent or their leader does not find that behavior acceptable. And likely you're having that response because your parent or your caregiver did not, like could not tolerate crying, right? And so we always want to have a secure attachment with our caregiver because if our caregiver doesn't take care of us, what's going to happen to us, right? So we really learn how to adapt our behaviors very quickly to that person that is taking care of us or that attachment person. But I think what a lot of these methods that have been taught throughout the past couple of decades is not taking into consideration what happens for that child later, right? What happens to us as parents who are told, you're not allowed to cry, I'm going to give you something to cry about. We can't effectively deal with crying, with sad emotions, with big outbursts, right? Our nervous system instantly kicks into, this is not safe, this needs to stop, I can't let this continue, because that's what our nervous system learned when we were younger. And that's just part of human existence, right? We can't we can't punish our kids out of feeling these emotions. It does come back around, whether it will come back around when they're parents and they're like, wait a minute, my kid's crying, like alert, 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 this is not a good thing, right? So anyway, there's just so many things about parenting that I, I personally have learned and have found to be extremely helpful. And I thought it would just be fun topics to infuse them into the podcast through these parenting suggestions. <laughs> um, and I hope that you find them helpful too. So this first one is inspired by one of my favorite books of all time. I have two just mind-blowingly helpful books for parenting recently. And this first one is called Dear Ijiwale, or a, I think I said that wrong, or Manifest. A Feminist Manifesto and 15 Suggestions by Chimamandra Ghazi Adichie. And I'm sorry if I say all of that wrong. I tried to listen to so many pronunciations and I'm, I have a really hard time with that. Uh, but she's a Nigerian female author. It's a super short book. It's like less than, let me, I have it right here. So let me see. It's le 63 pages. I read it in about 15, 20 minutes. I've read it several times. I've gone back and highlighted it. I've made notes. It is, it is just an amazing, an amazing book. 
And I thought appropriate to talk about dignity because this episode is going live and happens to fall on Indigenous Peoples Day in the United States. And on Indigenous Peoples Day, we honor America's first inhabitants and the tribal nations that continue to thrive today. And in general, I I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but I do feel that Americans have had a history of perhaps not offering dignity to all, which is why I do believe it's important to infuse into our families and thus our parenting and thus our children so that we can change the future. Like to me, if I can infuse what I hope to see into the world, into Charlotte, then she can go out into the world and infuse that to the people that she meets and for children that she may have. And I I really see it as this beautiful ripple effect, throwing a rock into a pond, right? Like it eventually ripples out and just touches so many. And that's why I think parenting is awesome and a great responsibility. And then also something that we've that we really need to consider and have intention around. So I want to start here by talking about what is dignity. And this is something that really even blew my mind because I I realized I was thinking about it incorrectly. So dignity is from the Latin word dignitas, meaning to be worthy. As in, all people have the right to be recognized for their inherent humanity and treated ethically. Dignity is a given. You just have it and no one can take it away. So you have dignity. Everyone, every human being on the planet has dignity. We cannot take it away from someone. And I want to read an excerpt from Chimamandra's book. Okay, so this is her 14th suggestion. It says, in teaching her about oppression, Be careful not to turn the oppressed into saints. Saintliness is not a prerequisite for dignity. People who are unkind and dishonest are still human and still deserve dignity. There is sometimes in the discourse around gender the assumption that women are supposed to be morally better than men. They are not. Women are as human as men are. Female goodness is as normal as female evil. So I thought that was just super interesting. And I started to realize that I was equating the word dignity with respect. And then I began to wonder the question, well, does dignity mean respect? And I think it may look or sound like the same thing, meaning treating someone or treating a person with respect versus treating the person with dignity. But there is an important distinction here because dignity is a given, right? You cannot take it away. So respect acknowledges the behavior of the person while dignity teaches the importance of civility and humanity, treating people, let's say, ethically because they are a person versus judging or um respecting someone because of how they behave so i found an interesting example this is from culturesofdignity.com it says if we use dignity as our anchor and ground our work in the belief that every person has value then we can separate people's abusive actions from their essential humanity 
For example, there may be a boss at work who belittles, bullies, or embarrasses people under them or under them in front of others. The boss does not need to be respected based on their behavior, but they need to be treated with dignity. It may look like the same thing, treating the person with respect versus treating the person with dignity, but it is an important distinction. Respect acknowledges the behavior, dignity teaches humanity. So I just find that really, really fascinating. And then I began to wonder, okay, so if we're, t if we're treating everyone with dignity, what does that really mean? What is the difference between dignity and respect and how we approach someone? And what I was thinking about is that we then do not act based on fear, anxiety, resentment, um, potentially like sabotage or grudges because those all consider behavioral, behavioral attributes. And what we really want to do if you're treating someone with dignity, I think the first step is really trying to see the world through their eyes, a little bit of that empathy piece, and to acknowledge that we all have implicit biases. So whether they're unconscious stereotypes or hidden prejudice, even to ourselves, we have to know that there are these things under the surface that affect our actions or affect what we think. And so if we can actively pause to see through another eyes, it's going to produce different outcomes and hopefully either wake us up to some of these prejudice or bias that we have, or even remove some of these assumptions. Because I have found for myself several times throughout the past couple years with the pandemic and through all of the things that we have like seen change in our society as I have been able to better understand what other people are walking through and really break down, okay, well, what was I assuming about them before? Like this is, that was an unfair assumption. And um, I started to behave differently because of that. I think treating someone with dignity means that we respect their human rights, which brings up the question then what are human rights? What does every human deserve just by being a human? And I thought these all kind of go together is really allowing others to have the freedom of choice and to respect their decisions, even if we disagree with them, right? Because if you're treating someone with dignity, that means that they are allowed to make their own choices regardless of our thoughts towards them. That's a, I guess would be one of those like humans rights, correct? To make choices and to really treat someone with dignity, to listen and to take in into consideration what they say. And again, that's blocking out those biases or those, I know what you're going to say because X, Y, Z. Right? That's not treating with someone with dignity because that's not actually taking the time to listen to what that person is saying. So I, again, I just think this is a really interesting conversation and it's one that I can't wait to have with my husband and even to talk with Charlotte about. Um, I think the word dignity may be hard for a five-year-old to understand, but she, she certainly understands how do we treat humans, right?
how do we treat everyone? What is the correct way to approach someone on the surface level if we're treating everyone the way that we want to be treated? So I would urge you to think about that tonight. If you have family dinners or perhaps the next time you have a family dinner to sit down and introduce this idea of dignity as something that every human is a given right and how do we treat others with dignity? What does that really mean? I think it'd be a really interesting conversation starter. Awesome. Well, next week, I want to chat about traditions since we're coming up on such a fun season of so many unique holidays and just going to offer some inspiration for ways that you can inspire meaningful holiday seasons for your family and give you maybe some new ideas or help you let go of some of the things that you just feel like are bringing the season down. We want to have a joyful and fun season, right? So don't forget that if you are enjoying the podcast to leave a review, it really is so very helpful. I appreciate it so much. And speaking of holidays, don't forget to check out the Motherhood Grace Etsy shop for potential gifts for mamas in your life. We have the postpartum grace guide, which is great for pregnant moms or moms anytime during the first year. And of course, the motherhood grace guide, which is for moms actively raising kids, as well as the beauty counter limited edition holiday sets. Don't forget to check those out at katesbeautycounter.com. I appreciate when you shop for me. Truly, truly, this is what has allowed me to connect with other moms, to continue having the business, and to also be a present mama with my daughter. It really, really matters. I thank you so much, and I hope you have a great week. I will chat with you next Monday. In the United States, there are 12 prenatal visits. An infant is seen seven times in the first year. A mother is seen once at six weeks postpartum. With the Postpartum Grace Guide, moms check in daily, creating space to slow down and navigate motherhood with support and encouragement. Full of uplifting messages, a daily affirmation, journal prompts, and opportunities, plus words of wisdom from other moms, the Postpartum Grace Guide is the perfect tool for any mom within the first year of motherhood. Learn more about the Postpartum Grace Guide at motherhoodgrace.com or on Etsy. Remember, moms deserve better. Thank you.